Well, welcome back to The Sweet Life of Missionary Partnership. Episode three. Tres. Yes. With Juan and Mambo. Yeah, you got it. And, uh, you know, don't forget, we're going to kick it off here with our motto, our big slogan for this whole training, and it's this. Fundraising. Fundraising. Fundraising is hard. But partnership is sweet. 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 Love that. Yep. So, we said that at the end of the latest episode, we're going to start putting you to work, right? Because this is going to be hard work, right? And so, one of the first steps to preparing to build a partnership team is so exciting. I can't wait to tell you. You're going to love it. It's creating a budget. Well, everyone just is turning off right now. They're like, I'm out. Forget it. Never mind. I didn't know I had to do that. I don't want it. I quit. <laughs> okay. Time to put on our grown-up pants. Right. Yeah. Hey, believe me, I'm not a numbers guy. I don't like doing spreadsheets, but uh, I have learned that budgeting is super important. And most people don't do it. But if you do budget, and budgeting is basically telling your money where to go mm-hmm. and how to spend it, mm-hmm. you're being a good steward. A budget is a plan to manage and steward your finances wisely. Right. It's creating a document that shows all of your expenses and financial needs so that you can adequately prepare to be healthy financially as a missionary. Yeah, it's like you just said, making a budget is telling your money where to go. And this helps prevent us from coming up short, getting into crisis, and even going into debt. Right, you know, before we did a budget, I don't think we had savings, Uh, we didn't have retirement, we didn't have any of these things that are really important uh, to just being a good steward. Yeah, what God's given us, yeah, right? Yeah, and and doing a budget, it's just you got to know where you're going. <laughs> you know, you need a GPS. If you're going to be fi- want to be financially healthy, this is where you start. You need a target, and actually, you need it before you start doing your partnership development because you have to be able to tell people, "I'm fifty percent to my budget. I have fifty percent more to go," or. Uh, I'm only 20%. I, I'm not even funded yet as a missionary. Will you be one of the first 10 or 20 people to be on my partnership team? Or, or or you're one of the first people I'm asking to be on my partnership team. And or and when you're towards the end, you just have 80% to my budget. Can you help me get across the finish line? But if you don't know what your budget is, yeah, then that doesn't help. Yeah. Now, lucky you guys. <laughs> we are giving you a great tool, which is a budget planning worksheet. There's a link in the description of this episode, and you can click on it, and it shows you all the categories you need to plug in, how much your life costs right now, uh, what are your bills, what do you need to live, and then so that's that's the bare bones, what you're currently living on, and I'm assuming it's bare bones. Right. But then, then you need to actually think, yeah, but what's my goal? What do I need to really thrive to really accomplish everything God has for me? And you're going to have to think that through. That may include airline tickets. It may include a car. You have to include your clothes. I mean, there's basic things like some of your bills. Yeah. There's also other things like, I don't know, maybe you love to hike and you just need some good hiking shoes. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. You it's know. okay. So did you know Jesus talked about budgeting in the Bible? What? <laughs> I know. I know. You're like, really? Yes. Luke 14, 28 and 29.
Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you. Man, Jesus. Jesus is so harsh. <laughs> wow. He's like, hey, uh, don't be a slacker. Yeah. Do, do it right. Make a plan. Make a plan. Right. And so what is that called? Like you, something to something, you plan to fail if you don't make a plan? Uh, if you fail the plan, you're planning to fail. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. And Jesus basically just said right there, count the cost um, to see if you have what you need to accomplish the mission. And we want to encourage you to create a budget that is a God-sized budget that has faith. Like that actually stretches your faith. Yes, totally. And, you know, it's okay to, you just need to know this. It's okay to thrive, you know, just barely making it and almost on the edge of disaster. That's not a blessing. This is the income for the job you do. And of course, missionary is your job, but actually every missionary is a fundraiser. So I want you to repeat after me. I know people are looking at you. I don't care. Maybe Just do it. Alone. Yeah, maybe you're alone. Maybe you're not. Say this out loud. Say, I'm a missionary. Come on, say it. I'm a missionary. I'm a missionary. And then say, I'm a fundraiser. I'm a fundraiser. Say it. I'm a fundraiser. I'm a fundraiser. So if you're a missionary, you are a fundraiser. It's part of what you do. It is your job. Yeah. And you want to do a good job at all parts of your job, right? Hey, look at it this way. Think about McDonald's. All right. I, I think we mentioned this one in the podcast. Did we? Yeah, yeah. But oh, it's reiterating. Okay. That's really I'm reiterating it. If you work at McDonald's and you're flipping burgers, you're making a minimum, if you're in America at least, of $30,000 a year. Probably more now, actually, because of uh, COVID. I've, all the incomes are up, you know, right? Maybe thirty-five, maybe 38000 a year working at McDonald's. Maybe more if you're a manager. Why is it that as a missionary, I meet people all around who are making less than twenty, twenty-five thousand $25,000 a year? You're making less than a 16-year-old working at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I, let's... I think we need perspective. Right. Because it's like, well, how much am I supposed to be making? Like, probably not uh, hardly anything, right? But who said that? Um, you, you need enough to make it. Uh, and I remember we were at a base, I won't say which one, uh, Missions Campus, <laughs> around the world. Yeah. And a guy, um, you know, we, we were asking people in, in the training, like, how much do you want to raise? What's your goal? And I'm not going to say the city, but this is a very expensive city. It was a big metropolitan city. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and not, not in America. And this guy, uh, he wasn't a youngster. I think he was close to 40. Yeah, maybe 40. Late 30s or something. Yeah. And um, he said, yep, I, I've got my budget goal. And we're like, all right, great. What is it? And it was very small. I think it was just 600 a month. Yeah, I think. And I think it was 400 a month to live on the base and eat. And he had 200, right. which is $50 a week for everything else so in the world. He, he, and I'm like, do you ever go on outreach? How do you pay for that? Like, what? He's I, I like, do, oh, yeah. Oh, outreach? Uh, and I, I asked him, like, do you ever want to get married? Are you, are you single? Oh, yeah, I want to get married. I was like, you can't get married on $600 a month. <laughs> you, you just don't make enough money. Yeah. Let's broaden your vision let's have a god-sized vision for your right. budget 
because he wants to bless you. He wants you to have what you need, whether it's a car or family or, you know, things to, to grow in life. Okay. And I know you may be listening to this and you may be living in Malaysia or a country that really you can survive on a very low amount. Sure, low cost of living. Yeah, and we're using dollars. I'm sorry. We just have to because, of course, there's euros, there's francs, there's there's so, so, there's so many different kinds of money. We can't convert it for everybody globally. It's just impossible. So you can do it. we're just going to use dollars, and then you, on your own time, can convert it into money that makes sense in what country you live in and what part of the country you live in. But I will say, let's put it in perspective again. Um, imagine if you decide to become a school teacher. Okay? Right. Okay. It's, it's a skilled uh, profession. Right. You have to know what you're talking about in order to teach others, to manage a classroom, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Well, if you're a missionary, you have to get training, DTS primarily, to start. Then maybe uh, SBS or some sort of Bible school training. And you might continue to get more different kind of training to be more effective as a missionary. And and then you have this incredible responsibility of discipling others, sharing the gospel. Like, in, in this is huge, right? Traveling, different cultures, different languages many times. You so, have to be adaptable. Yeah, so I would say probably a good estimate for you, no matter what country you live in is, what does a school teacher make where you live? Right. Or maybe a nurse, what does a nurse make? Or what is, you know, and then if there's two of you, if you and your spouse, are both working in missions, what's a double income for a teacher? What's a double income right. for a, a nurse or a, a social worker? Like, you know, what do they make in your country? Because as a missionary, I ask people all this all the time, I'm like, do you think being a missionary is of less value than the old job you used to have, which maybe was, you know, whatever, uh, construction workers, teacher, truck, whatever. Anything. And they're like, no, I don't think it's of less value. Like, then why are you raising less money yeah. to be more poor and less able and flexible to go and follow the Lord to whatever nation and do whatever work. Yeah, I always say this. I say, you know, anybody can suffer for a year. Sure. Two, maybe three. Really sacrifice, yeah. barely survive. Live in a room with eight other people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can do it. We can sure. barely do it. We won't like it. Maybe we'll like it the first year because we're excited. Yeah. But then you start not liking it. And then by year three, you're like hating it. Um, so whatever the situation is, you can, you can hold on and suffer for a while, but then slowly people start to lose heart. They lose hope, they lose energy and they become exhausted and yes. sometimes sick, yes. sometimes ill, emotionally ill, physically ill, yeah. um, have relational problems because they're living in such close proximity to other people. These are all things that happen when we don't have the funding we need to have a place to live that we feel is comfortable for us, that is long-term sustainable. And that's what we want for you. Yes. We want you to be long-term sustainable. We want your marriage to be long-term sustainable. Absolutely. You know, many marriages, one spouse is like, oh, I'm fine living like this. This is no problem at all. And then the other person in the couple is like, I'm going to die. <laughs> I can't handle this for another minute. Yeah. I'm going to leave you. So... <laughs> You know, if you're, I don't know what side you're on, if you're listening to this with your spouse, if you're married, but you have to actually raise enough for the person that's in the couple that needs what they need to be okay. And you may be okay at a certain level, but your spouse needs a higher level to be okay because maybe they need, I don't know, makeup, 
I don't know, uh, a bed that isn't so lumpy that they, they have back pain all day and can't sleep all night. I mean, I don't know what your spouse needs, but whatever they need, you have to prioritize that because I see missionary couples separating and getting divorced because the one of the missionary couple is not listening to their spouse who's saying, help, I'm not okay. This is not all right with me. Right. Right. I have bare, I, you know, I grew up a certain way. I need certain things. Right. Or even just in the marriage to have a date. Now, we do a lot of free dates. We're big free date people. Sure. Disc golf. a hike. Picnics. We get it. But to be able to go out to dinner, to be able to buy something special for your spouse, these are things that help your marriage to stay healthy and strong. Yes. Yes. So, so I know most missionaries are tempted to raise the bare minimum, and they think that's living by faith. But let me challenge that. Is choosing to raise the bare minimum really living by faith, or is it just poor planning? Because Jesus did say to count the cost. You know, if you're a missionary in a metropolitan city, it's going to be much more expensive for you. You're going to have to raise more money. That's true. And... I also want to say I have some basic numbers I'm going to throw out there. Okay. And I want you, the listener, to convert this for your life after what we just said. For example, I usually say someone in their 20s, I mean, you need to be making more than $2,000 a month if you're in your 20s. If you're in your 30s, more than $3,000 a month. If you're in your 40s, more than $4,000 a month. If you're in 50s, more than $5,000 a month. And the reason why is uh, when you get older, you need to have a little retirement. You need to have, and even by the way, if you're from a children, maybe. yeah, you have children, they have college. And also, even if you're in a country with retirement, that retirement that the country gives you is not usually quite enough. You have to bear me. <laughs> you have to prepare for, for different things. So that would be bare minimum. Now, let's say you're married. Okay. So that would be 2000 for one and 2000 for the other. So that's 4000 if you're in your 20s. If you're in your 30s, that's 3000 for one, 3000 for that's 6000 So you double it. If you have a child, add a thousand onto that per child. Maybe you have five kids. That's five thousand. That's so they can go to summer camp. It's so they can play soccer. It's so they can go on a missions trip when they're eleven with their school. These are these things are all part of life. It's so you can have a family vacation together and just focus on your kids and not ministry for a whole week or two or longer if you're European. These are all important things. So I know these numbers maybe sound outrageous to you. And you're like, you know what? These people don't know what they're talking about. They don't, you might be saying, you don't know my life. You don't know where I live. You don't understand. That's crazy. Hmm. I just want to challenge you. I want to challenge you that God wants to stretch your faith mm -hmm. in every area of your life, including your finances. And it's not about making money to be rich. That's not why you became a missionary. It's really going to take more faith to step out and to believe God for everything that you need to ask for partnership. And remember, you have a good father who loves you and he wants to take good care of you. Yeah. And here's what I've discovered. I've helped. We have so many people build their budgets and we've gone over them and they usually are way too low. Way too low. Um, very idealistic. Like I look at them and I go, you can't live on this amount of money. It's it's impossible. Uh, you know, and because I know where they live and I know the cost of living maybe. They're not including that coffee that they're drinking. Right. So, <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I say, this is to give confidence to the people who are going to be partnering with you. They want to know how much they might ask. How much do you need to raise? 
Well, if you don't know, if you say, well, I don't know, maybe 12000 a year or twenty, i I'm not sure, that gives, that ruins, knocks down your, their confidence in you because you don't have a plan. And so when we have it plugged into a, a budget worksheet, we know what we need to raise. Um, and, and by the way, I had somebody actually ask me once, like, hey, do you have your budget? Can you send it to me? And I said, absolutely. That person immediately, boom, they, they sent out a check for $1,000 because they felt confident that we had done our homework and we knew what our life was going to cost to serve the Lord in missions. So just to repeat a little bit and also add something new, to help calculate an appropriate income for you, imagine how much salary a teacher or a pastor even would make in your hometown. Um, calculate your education, your training, your experience, and maybe um, also effort as a missionary is all valuable, just as with other skilled professions and will similarly be used to help others. You know, no one expects get rich working as a missionary. But on the other hand, it is also not necessary to passively accept unnecessary suffering. Like our daughter who was like, I don't need it. Yeah. I don't need a pillow. It's like God's call all of us to some sort of sacrifice, right? Uh, but he also wants to, us to live a healthy, sustainable life that has a long-term impact of the kingdom of God. And God, by the way, it's not just for you, but for your team. Because if your team, because mm -hmm. we've led a mission space, yeah. and our team, when they were fully funded, and they were because we had them do fundraising training as part of the onboarding process before they even started working, they had to get partially funded. And when they worked with us, they, they got funded as a missionary. And as that, they didn't want to leave because they loved what they were doing. They yeah. loved missions. Yeah. Their family was good. They were able to have dates with their wives. Their kids were playing soccer. Whatever it is, they were able to have a good life and serve the Lord as a missionary. And so they didn't want to leave. And they stayed 5, 10, 15, 20 years yeah. because they were able to do it. And so this is part of long-term sustainability. So let me ask you guys a question that are listening right now. What does it look like to budget by faith? Okay? Because I think we need a God-sized budget. So as you you know, fill out the budget planning worksheet, think about and pray over this and like, God, what, what do, how much do you want me to put in these areas, you know, so that I have plenty. Uh, so I'm really doing a good job stewarding the resources uh, that you're giving, you've given me already and the ones that are coming that I'm trusting you for, because we have to budget for the short term right now and for the long term. Um, that means actually, if you're a young person, let's say in your early twenties, if you start putting a hundred dollars a month into a mutual fund, you will have a million dollars when you retire. Not that you need a million dollars, but actually by the time you retire, a million dollars will probably be like $500. Yes, no, I don't know. It will be worth it. Right? <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you start putting some money away, if you're in a country that doesn't provide retirement and you start doing that at a very young age, it's literally a difference of $500,000 um, if you start when you're 20 or when you're 25, like it makes a big difference. So starting to do those things at a young age, that would be long-term it, planning. It's time to start thinking long-term. Um, I, I was meeting with one uh, YWAM missionary and going over his budget and I saw on there he had money set aside every month he's putting in savings for his wedding. And I was like, oh, so nice. I was like, Good for you. I said, are you dating someone right now? I figured he's about to get Right, right. No, nope, I'm not dating. I was like, You're, you need to tell me. 
you're saving for a future wedding and marriage that you haven't even met the, the woman. And he said, no, I was like, brother, you're going to make it. You're, you're going to find that woman. You're going to get married and you're going to have a great life because you're a good leader. Yeah. This is so wise. He's believing God that he's going to get married and he's already saving for he the wedding. He had a vision. He had a target. He put numbers to it. Yeah. I mean, dream big, you guys. Yeah, that's so good. So I want to go over a couple of budgeting blind spots. And, you know, we're still on the topic of budget. I hope you're still listening. <laughs> Stick with us. Budgeting is where everyone's like, no, I can't do it. You can do it. You can it's do not it. that hard. So budgeting blind spot, um, savings. Uh, we have to have a savings to handle the unexpected. Mm-hmm. I usually recommend if you're a young person, you want to have at least $1,000 in savings. So that way, because things happen, like your car breaks down or you break your ankle, you know, mm-hmm. hiking or, you know, unexpected things happen, right? You have Medical to take bills. a quick flight somewhere because something yeah. happened. Really? I don't know. But what happens is if you don't have that $1,000 savings, you put it on a credit card. In an emergency. In an emergency, and then you get in debt. And then in debt, you start losing money like crazy, right? Paying all those fees and everything. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. So to not get in debt, you want to have $1,000. Now, if, you have, um, if you're married... Um, and have kids, I would say two or 3000 in savings. And that's short term. That's, that's just that's like a short term emergency, emergency fund that you, right. that you, and as soon as you spend it, you put it right in as fast as possible. And you always try to keep that as a cushion. Yeah. And you know what that does? What? It helps you not to freak out. <laughs> yeah. Really? You're ready. Yeah. You don't get stressed out or freak out. If something happens, you're like, oh, I have this thing. I'll cover it. It's okay. Boom. No worries. And you've been a great steward of our family resources because you've always handled the bills and our banking and you were putting money away towards our vacation every month Uh christmas um the car because our cars were going to eventually have to be replaced replaced or break down we had a car account to handle you know major (laughs) um repair or replacing with a new car yeah you know to be honest okay this is the way it worked i'll tell you this is a little trick Ooh, tricks i'm giving you a handy tip is for free. All right. It's all for free. So what I did is I had about 12 different savings accounts with our bank. And the reason why is savings accounts were free. And so I would have the money our income came into, right, from all of our partners or supporters. And then then from there, I had our budget. Mm -hmm. And our budget would immediately go into our checking account, right? And so it would be in there. And then from the budget, I had immediate transfers every month that would go from our income. One, I know we had four kids and all four kids had a savings account. And I put a little money in every month to their savings account. All four kids had a check, had a car account. So if they put in a dollar, I would match it with a dollar and put money in their car account. Um, I, but I had automatic transfer for vacation, like you said. Right. So that way every month, let's say every month I'm putting in $100 into our vacation fund, at the end of the year, I have $1,200 for a vacation. Or if I put in 200 I have double that, right? Yeah. So that way, when it's time for vacation or it's time for whatever it is we're doing, the money's there. Or the car breaks down, the money's there. And so I had a car fund, you're right. And, but I had an automatic transfer. So I yeah. never thought about it. That would just go in. Boom, boom, That's boom. brilliant. It, but if you... If we and every month that, it would build. If we never had that in the budget, though. Right. We never would have raised it. Right. We And then we never would have transferred it, and we never would have had it, and we would have not had vacation. Yeah. Not had good family memories. Right. You know, things like that that are important to the Lord, I think, 
you know, just as much as our ministry, you know, that we do. Right. He cares about our families. Right. And so, and then you might have an outreach once a year. And so you would have money. Let's say that outreach is 5000 yeah. well, How much every month do you need to be putting in savings for that outreach? You need to put that in your budget. Right. And fundraise that amount and have an automatic transfer into outreach. And that way, when it's time for outreach, instead of freaking out and crying and screaming and praying <laughs> and, and baking cookies. And begging everybody, please save me. I need to go on outreach. You just write the check because you've been saving all year long because you yeah. got funded monthly with enough partners yep. to be able to just pay for it and go. Yeah, guys, we are living this reality right now. Yeah, we are. We're in another country right now. We're traveling. And the only way we could have done it is we budgeted it. We set a goal. We we found partners to, who believed in our mission and mm -hmm. this vision, and we have enough to do the ministry we're called to. Yeah, and we're preaching all around the world, teaching all the, around the world, leading people to the Lord, uh, ministering constantly, day after day after day, ministering, but it's paid for. Yeah, so here's your homework, okay? Homework? Yes. Oh, my God. This is where the work part starts. It's not just entertaining podcasts. That doesn't create money in your account. Uh, uh, you have to actually fill out the budget worksheet. And then I want you to share it with someone you trust. Um, and I want to get some feedback from them. Now, not just someone you trust. I want you to share it with someone who's really good with money. Yeah. Not, not just graduated high school. Someone who has like a savings account, a retirement account, they're good with their finances. Maybe they're a little frugal even. Sure. And they, and they, but they have enough and they do well. They're doing well for themselves and their family. Because I always say, let's not get advice from somebody who's bad in a certain area. For example, if you're a single man and you're trying to get advice on dating, don't ask someone who's not dating somebody in a wonderful relationship or who's married in a wonderful marriage. Don't ask the single guy who's dating six different girls, you know, like dating advice, right? Always ask the person who's an expert in that area. It's the same thing with fundraising. Um, ask someone who's really educated in that area. Same thing with missions. So the same thing with preaching. Are you going to ask someone who's a boring, dull, lame preacher how to preach? Are you going to ask them to teach you or someone who's amazing? Yeah. Right. So with this, talk to somebody, show somebody your budget who's actually really good at budgeting, and they're going to help you see some blind spots as well. Okay. This is just uh, the first step here in moving towards getting fully funded as a missionary. Make your budget and get ready, uh, because if you have a goal, then you're a lot more likely to hit it. I also want to give them one more resource, and that is Dave Ramsey has an app yeah. called Every Dollar. Yeah. Every dollar app. I like this app, even though the budgeting worksheet's great because it's kind of geared towards a missionary. The every dollar app is color coded with lots of colors and ideas. It's on your phone. It's pretty simple. And I enjoy using that. Yeah. And you can customize it. You can customize any budget um, because you might have to have special you know, expenses and most people don't or something. So if you're serious about getting fully funded as a missionary, if you're serious about making it for the long term, I want to encourage you to get that budget done this week. Yeah. Knock it out. Get it done now. Knock it out and dream big. God's got plenty of money. He's got cattle in a thousand hills. I call this Kung Fu. You know why I call it Kung Fu? Why? My dad taught me this lesson. It's by, uh, what's that guy? In the Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Bruce Lee did King Kung Fu. Hi-ya. And so what's, what's Kung Fu? It's like, hi-ya. You just do it, right? 
So, oh, you need to make a budget? Hiya, just do the budget. Yes. Somebody texts you? Hiya, text them back. Just hiya, come through it. it. Stop procrastinating, get it done. Just do it. All right. Now, we want to look at um, another value. It's actually number 18, communicate with integrity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Communicate with integrity, value 18. YWAM affirms that everything exists because God communicates. Therefore, YWAM is committed to truthful, accurate, timely, and relevant communication. We believe good communication is essential for strong relationships, healthy families and communities, and effective ministry. Yeah, and so much of what we're going to be training you in in this podcast is really effective communications in many different ways uh, and with integrity uh, because you, you've got to be accurate and you've got to be effective in how you present yourself. And it has to be truthful. It has to be inspiring. It has to be biblical. It has to be the real deal. And preferably visionary. Yes. Yes, yes. These are all good things in communicating. So what I want to talk to you about now is your social media footprint. What's a so social media footprint, Lamont? Well, I'm glad you asked, Mambo. <laughs> so basically, you know, I, I hate to, to use, you know, so, some people don't like these kind of terms, but as a missionary, you have a brand, you have an image, you have a way you're presenting yourself online, and it's how people interpret who you are, what you're doing, and if it's legit, if it's uh, good. And how you spend your time. Yeah, yeah. What, right. What's going on with that guy or that that gal, right? And so what we put online, it, it, it communicates way more than you think. Now, when you're a young person, okay, on social media. You want to show the coolest pics. Yeah, and mostly it's about, hey, look at my new outfit. Hey, here's me and my friends. You're celebrating your life. I'm traveling. Through, you know, throughout high school and college or whatever. We're having fun. I'm on vacation at a beautiful park and the ocean. Isn't this awesome? Yeah, yeah. That's most of what we all see on social media. Yes. You're going to have to put on a different hat now. Yeah. And I'm sorry to say it. I mean, you still can do some of those things. Sure. Because, of course, you're going to be yourself. Yes. But if that's all you're showing, especially if you're living in another country, in another place, far away from people... They're going to think you're just dancing in the streets in your cool outfit, um, laying on the beach. Eating great food at restaurants. Yeah. Whatever it's your just, photos and like, reels are Yeah, showing. it's like you're on vacation. And so we don't want to portray something that's actually not accurate to our life as a missionary. Right. And so let me give an example. A lot of times as a missionary, you live in a situation that could possibly be... Um, Less than desirable for most <laughs> like Like a dorm room with yeah. eight other smelly guys with their stuff thrown all over the room uh -huh. and no air conditioning and spiders. <laughs> or lizards crawling on the wall. Right. You know, you know what it is. And so, but we don't show that. And so people don't see maybe the challenges of Just being a minister. Of your real life. Of your real life. Because yeah. again, you know, that 
that YWAM value talks about communicating with integrity. And so that means actually giving the honest and real true story of what it's like to yeah. live your life. And so you may spend a lot of time in the prayer room. Are there pictures of you praying? You might spend a lot of time one-on-one-ing and ministering to people. Are there pictures of you one-on-one-ing? Now, I know what you're thinking listening to this. I don't take pictures of myself praying. I don't take pictures of myself doing ministry. That, I am humble. I, that's like tooting my own horn, and right. that's repulsive. Who would do that? That's disgusting. Uh, but the thing is... <laughs> That's what your job is. Yeah. Uh, and you need to communicate what your job is as a missionary because people are investing in you and partnering with you and they need to know and see and understand what you're doing. Right. They just need to know and understand what you're doing. Because if you're asking them to partner with you in missions, they're like, well, gosh, uh, I just see you uh, partying all the time and having fun and being on vacation and you want me to part? You're not doing missions. They're not seeing you. Well, do let, yeah, and let's give an example. Okay, let's, let's be very example. All right, all right. Let's say you, you have an option of two different photos to post online. Okay, okay? you're a missionary. You're doing your stuff. Uh, you could show uh, maybe a photo and, and a caption of you doing outreach, maybe in a village or a school, sharing the gospel with your team. Um, you could share that, or you, on the same day, you could share. A photo of you goofing around in the marketplace because now you have time off. Eating ice cream. Now, most people are going to post the second one, eating ice cream at the marketplace. Right. And completely not showing, no, no, I spent most of my day actually doing work in ministry. You only got to have ice cream for 20 minutes. Right. Right. But they don't see that. They see you just hanging out at the market, shopping and eating ice cream. So you're just trying to communicate with integrity the truth of what you're doing as a missionary. Um, Let's give another example. All right, let's say, and I honestly see this a lot. These are real world stories we're sharing. Oh, yes. Um, I see photos of my fellow YWAMers from Kona posting pictures from the beach in their bikini. They're surfing. They're having a great time. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, however, that is a small fraction of their life. When it could have been on that same weekend, they actually went and celebrated a baptism service in the ocean. Um, you know what I mean? And they could have shown pictures of the baptism. They were there. It was awesome. Yeah. God was moving. But instead, they just shared the photo of, you know, yeah. recreation time. And I do want to say this for people who are missionaries in areas that some people consider to be a vacation destination. Like Paris. Yeah. Um, for example, um, there is a youth of a mission base in Paris. And people are like, oh, you're in Paris. Oh, like, wow. you're living under the Eiffel Tower. You're wearing a beret. <laughs> You're having, you know, a special coffee, looking at the Eiffel Tower right. at night, you know, and falling eating, in love. Eating croissants. Yeah, eating yummy chocolate croissants. You know, I don't know what they're thinking, but what they're probably thinking. If you post is, pictures of that, that's what they did. Yeah. And if they'd been on vacation to Paris, they probably stayed in a nice hotel. They ate out nice restaurants. They went to all the best places. They probably spent a lot of money on clothes and things like that sure. and tours. They don't realize, well, gosh, the YWAM Paris space, it's kind of in the ghetto. Yeah, it's not a nice area. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, it's not horrible, but it's, it's, it's not like you would think of Paris. Lower income. Yes. The immigrants. It's very, yeah. very immigrant sure. uh, oriented, uh, very Muslim, mm-hmm. lots of people in burqas. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very urban. There's lots of graffiti around. Like it's completely different. And that's what it really is. Now, of course, can you go to, to, uh, I was going to say the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) Can you go to the Eiffel Tower on Saturday on your day off? Yes, of course. But 
they're all week long, they're working, they're working in missions, they're learning, they're growing, they need pictures of that. And so can you share? So what I usually say is you can do maybe one out of every three pictures could be a fun picture. But the other two, they probably should be missionary-oriented, ministry-oriented, and it can be what you're doing in missions or encouraging the person who's looking like with a positive scripture, verse, um, ministering to people. Nothing controversial because um, you don't want to divide people or... Yep, is wisdom. And I, I'm. you have to think of your social media footprint, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, kind of like your newsletter that's coming out day by day, week by week. Right. You still need a newsletter. We'll talk about that in other episodes, but it's important. Um, and people will tell me when I see them like, oh, well, and we've been, you know, our partners, we've been following you on Facebook. I love to see that ministry you did in Samoa. Yeah. You know, it's like God was really moving. I've been praying for you. In fact, because we're posting reels and different things about doing ministry, by the time we get to someone that we ask them to join our partnership team, they've already been seeing what's happening in ministry and outreach online for months or years. And so by then they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you called me. I've been watching and following what you're doing. I would love to partner with you. It's like an immediate yes, because we've been priming the pump with communicating with integrity. Right, now let let me flip it and give you a real world, world story. I was at a YWAM base, okay. and there was an older lady outside. She was volunteering. okay. And uh, we started up a conversation. We are chit-chatting, and um, and I said, yeah, we're going to be training a team here on partnership development, building a partnership team for missions. She goes, oh, that's so good. She said, there's a young man here who I've supported in the past, uh-huh. and I follow him online, you know, because uh-huh. I, I like him. And I see all these photos and videos of him traveling around all these islands, having a lot of fun surfing and doing, and I'm like, wow, that must be really expensive because she knows she travels too. Uh, but then it was time for outreach. It was time for something. And he's like, she said, suddenly, no, he's very poor. He, 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 so it, it gave her the message. I'll spend my money on fun and spend a lot of it, by the way. But when it comes to ministry, I'm poor and I'm broke and I want you to give me your money. Now, that may have not been fair, okay, but all she could interpret from his posts were he's spending a lot of money having fun rather than uh, doing ministry with the money she had invested in him. Yeah. So that was sad because that guy might be doing lots of great ministry, but his profiles demonstrated something else. And hey, you may be someone you're like, hey, I I serve in a mission space, but nobody sees what I do. I'm behind the scenes. Well, hello, you're probably like 90% of missionaries behind the scenes, and you might be working on a computer. Well, have someone take a picture of you working on the computer. Put a tagline underneath saying, organizing the housing for our new missionaries arriving next week, right? Yeah, a lot of you are an admin. We do a lot of admin work too sometimes. And no, it's not glamorous. That's most of missions work. It's grunt work. Uh We're working hard, right? And so- Share what you're doing, whether it's hospitality or admin. Let's say you're cleaning the bathrooms. Have someone picture you cleaning the bathroom with a mop. And then you could put under that, doing our daily work duties to help keep the missions campus sparkling clean. Now, notice I said missions campus. Right. Okay. So I think it's important to say the word missions and missionary as much as possible so people understand 
you are a missionary. Yeah. Or maybe post a picture. Uh, actually, I did this recently. I had made a reel of working in the kitchen uh, in a country. And you could post a picture cooking with your teammates and, and caption it. Each week, I serve in the ke- kitchen to help feed all the missionaries and missionary guests. Again, using the word missionary. Very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Or let's say you're doing worship together as a team. Um, Our weekly prayer and worship service is open to the community where everyone can draw close to God. And there's a picture of worship. Now, you don't want to go around all the time saying, take a picture of me, take a picture of me. You kind of have to a little bit, but it's better to create a culture of doing it. And the way I do it is I try to catch people doing things service-oriented for the Lord. So if I see someone even sharing at the mic, they're giving announcements, I take one, two, three, four, five pictures of them because, hey... I don't know about you guys, but girls, we need like 20 photos to get one good one, right? So I take lots of photos up Instagram-wise, side-by-side, Facebook-wise, and then I just text it to them. I say, hey, this is just for your partners or, you know, to use for, you know, showing what you're doing. And I do that every day. I do it for somebody. Like every day I take a photo of somebody doing something and shoot it to them. And then they, and then I'll say to them, they'll be like, oh, thanks for doing that. And I'll say, yeah, if you if you ever see me do anything, feel free to take photos of me too. I need pictures too. I, I actually took a photo of you today ministering to a young woman in a worship service. You did? Because I thought, you know what? Look what God's doing. I want to capture this and share it maybe later on. I don't even remember. You didn't even know about it. Woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember it. Yeah. yeah, like you're ministering. You don't even realize you're doing it. This is your life, yeah. but you've got to capture your life. Right. So, And it's not to toot your own horn and blow yourself up. It's just to show communicating with integrity what your job is all about on a daily basis. And that's why it's good to have a partner who's doing this with you. Because maybe if it's someone at your admissions campus, they're taking photos of you and you're taking photos of them. We have someone like that. Yeah. We do. We're like, we regularly do it. And they regularly do it for us. And we just know we do that for each other. It's really helpful. Here's another idea. Besides just showing photos of you doing work. Or video um, reel clips. Or video reels. Which is better. Much better. Way better. Uh, much more attention. Um, here's some other things. If I am learning something, if we have a great speaker, if I'm reading something, a great book, a Bible verse, God's doing something. I share it online. Yeah. It's a spiritual, it's my journey, right? And it encourages others. That's one thing I could do. Um, but there's some great missions-oriented stuff that's been produced by YWAM or maybe your missions agency. Yeah, no, it's another one. And it's high quality. So good. Well, don't you think you should post that? Yeah, I mean, somebody spent a lot of money, a lot of time producing something that might have taken a year to produce. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's free for you on YouTube. You can grab it. You can post it on your Facebook or on your Instagram. Really, I would say once a year or more just to kind of help people see what you're doing. There's one that I love. If you're with Youth with a Mission, mm-hmm. it's called I Am a Missionary by Lauren Cunningham. Is that right? He narrates it. Yeah. He narrates it. It's an excellent like three minute video. It's, yeah, it's like four or five minutes, but it, it, it shows clips of all over the world. So it's so good, you guys. And so that, and I'm sure there's 10 other things that you could find out oh, there. There's one on what is YWAM. It's three minutes. There's mm-hmm. one on what is a DTS. It, it helps draw people, invite them into your world. Like right. this is what we do. So every couple months you post one of them and it just keeps people in the loop. Like this is where you throw the mission. I, I just did that actually recently. Someone else posted a great video. I, I think it was a reel. Someone else's reel. 
of what you thought the mission was and it was excellent. Yeah. And I just took it and I posted it too and I shared it. Like I said, this is this is who we work with. And it, it ups people's like view of what you're doing because you're tied to this amazing organization or movement and it brings up the the legitimacy of your role. It's like, wow, what a great thing they're a part of. I'm so glad I'm partnering with them or right. maybe I should partner with them. Right. And you're with if you're with another organization, whatever denomination, I'm sure they have excellent videos available as well. Just search on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and I'll add one more thing. If there's any testimonies within your movement, like YWAM, sometimes people produce a testimony of, we sent a team on outreach to Kenya and a miracle happened, a healing or something. I'm going to share that. It is so encouraging to me. Yeah. So yeah, if you're staying back at the base, serving behind the scenes, you can say our missions base or even uh -huh. better, our missions campus, because we're trying to move away from saying base because base is usually a military base or a cult. Yeah. And so it it is University of the Nations. It is a school. So I would say use the word campus yeah. or center. Yeah. Um, it's just more current and accurate to communicate with integrity. Sure. And so if you're if if your campus sends out a team to Kenya, uh, say our campus that I'm serving at in the kitchen or I'm serving out in accounting. I just sent out a team to Kenya. We sent out 20 young missionaries. Yeah. I'm so excited and praying for them. Pray with me that God would use them greatly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's You're part of that. Whatever your campus absolutely. is doing, you're part of it. And you can share that as well. So here's what we want to ask you to do. We gave you some homework earlier. Work on your budget. The budget. This was a little more fun. We want you to look at your social media footprint. Mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Yeah. And look at... Um, Try to think like an outsider, someone who doesn't know anything about your life, and they're looking at the last three or four months of posts you put up. Does that really effectively communicate what your life in ministry, in missions is about? Or does it look like all of your recreation time? Right. It's so true. I would say almost all missionaries, almost all, more than 90%, I just see pictures of them at the beach pictures of them hiking in the nature, pictures of them just relaxing and eating food. I rarely see ministry photos. And so that has got to change. If you want to have a partnership team who's partnering with you in missions, because otherwise, what are they partnering with? Yeah. They have to, a, a picture speaks a thousand words. And so your picture- I think a video speaks like 10,000. 10,000, yeah. <laughs> And so what are, what are you asking them to partner with? You know, it's crazy. Like I have started doing more of the videos, uh, making reels. The reels, yeah. I'm getting, before I'd post a photo and say, oh, here's some ministry. It was great in, you know, this country. You might get 80 people see it. Yeah. I post a reel. There's thousands of people. I'm like, who are all these people yeah. watching my reel? But I'm like. God, I'm telling God's story. Right. I'm not trying to blow myself up. I'm really trying to glorify God. It's so true. And another thing you can do is you could even say, do a day in the life. You could do a little video like, okay, this is me. This is what my day is like. And you show your room, you're getting up, you're walking through the campus. Like they can see where you live. Um, you can see, you know, when you're doing worship time or prayer time, you could, there's lots of different ways to share. Totally. Um, and so I encourage you to do those things. Now you're free to take a look at our social media. If you want to just see like, what are we putting out there? If maybe it'll, you know, 
get the wheels turning for you on some more ideas. Uh, also, I want to suggest take a look at our website. It's a simple website, but it's effective in showing what we do with Youth at the Mission. So um, maybe take a look at gallowaysonmission.com and maybe that'll inspire you to make your own website. Yeah, I, I think as a missionary, if you want to be long term, you have to have a mission missionary website and a click and give option is really important. So I want to encourage you to take care of your online uh, social media footprint. And that's your other homework, budget and reviewing your footprint and then starting to do it, do it differently, to do it differently. And don't feel bad. Yeah. You can still post your fun stuff, guys. It's okay. You can, but just try to make sure that more than half is ministry oriented. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to end with this verse from Luke chapter 16, verse 10. Jesus said, if you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. So if you're faithful in making your budget and working hard on it, if you're faithful in your communications and your social media footprint and what you're doing to connect with people, God's going to bless that. And people are going to come on board and, and because they can tell you're a quality person who's a good steward of your time, your resources, uh, your energy, and people are going to be like, I want to partner with this kind of person. I trust them. Right. You have to be able to give them vision. And the only way to give them vision is through the reels and the photos that you share, especially if you're living in another country. What they see online is all they see about what you're doing. So we're going to wrap up this episode, uh, but I'm going to give you a little teaser for episode four. Uh, we're going to dive into a biblical perspective on partnership development. So you need to know what the Bible says. This is not some crazy American thing or crazy thing YWAM or some missions agency came up with. We're going to see how Jesus did it, how Paul did it. We're going to see God's plan for funding missionaries so they can reach the world. It's absolutely necessary that you know this. Don't skip it. Yes. So we'll see you on the next episode four of the Sweet Life of Missionary Partnership. Oh uh -huh.